Hey folks, welcome back to the Get Starked Podcast. I am excited to record episode 20 today with Tadarian Johnson, uh, my buddy that I met here at KU recently this fall working in KU Leeds. He's a former employee of KU Leeds, uh, works on campus now, also played football here at the University of Kansas and has a really cool story. So I'm excited to dive in with him. And Tadarian, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, brother. How are you doing? I'm well, man. The weather's a little a little uh, kind of overcast and yeah, a little like sloppy out there today. Yeah, yeah. but overall, I'm, I was I woke up excited to record this podcast. It's always a good day when you get to step into the studio. For sure. Thanks for having me, my brother. No doubt, man. So to begin, I know that you are from Mississippi. Yeah, I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. And I want to kind of dive in and learn a little bit about your childhood and, and growing up in Jackson. Okay, cool, bro. So like we said, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, come from a single-parent home. Um, father was there, uh, but kind of was just in and out um, at points. Um, but, yeah, I have a little brother um, that's five years younger than me. Uh, that was ex- that experience was cool, you know. Um, I took on a lot just being the oldest and with my mother working two jobs a lot. So I've been the leader of the household for some time now and just being the leader overall. Mm, yeah, I could see how that... Uh, would equate to you becoming a leader, which obviously helped you become a Division One athlete and land that job in KU Leeds, where leadership and development is such a crucial component. Right. Yeah, right on, man. So uh, in, in Jackson, Mississippi, I've actually never been to Mississippi, but is, this a, is it a big area, a lot of people in the city? So it probably has about, I would say, less than 100,000, okay. if not right at um, but it's a cool little spot, bro. Um, inner city, um, went to Murrah High School, um, graduated from there in 2011. Um, had two offers coming out um, of high school to Jackson State University and Hans Community College. Um, decided to take, decided to go to um, Hans Community College. And from there, bro, like my career just took off and went a whole different direction than what I expected it to go. Um, I originally wanted to go to either Mississippi State or Ole Miss, but they neither offered. Um, Southern Miss used to come and talk to me sometimes, but um, Hines Junior College is where I got my opportunity to kind of expand and go other places, and I ended up here at KU. That's amazing, man. So kind of going back to to high school, uh, it's Murrah High School? Murrah, yep, yep, Murrah. yep. Uh, so you were a four-year varsity letter winner? Yep. I started four years. Four um, years yeah, as a freshman. As a freshman. So the funny thing is, so I played three JV games my first year in uh, high school. And then like the fourth game, I think we played Jim Hill High School. And from there, bro, everything just started to take off. The funny thing is, though, I didn't like football when I first started playing. I, um, so my first practice ever playing football on Pee Wee, bro, um, I cried. Wow. And then I quit, uh, maybe like <laughs> within the season. So my first year ever playing football, I quit twice, and I played only two games that season, one in the regular season and one in the playoffs against the same team, though. Mm, wow. So um, from that point on, but um, after that, after I quit after that year, I had uh, a coach who told me one time that uh, if you quit now, you'll quit forever. And then from that point on, bro, I was like, I oh, know I got to stick to it, and then as from that point, bro, everything just started to take off. 
That's powerful, man. And then to think about what football has done for you and kind of the catalyst it's been to right. provide you all these opportunities in life. Right. Dang. So, so when you were playing uh, high school football, were you on the defensive line? Did you play both ways? <clears throat> so, so my first two years, I was on the defensive line. Um, but t- going into my second year, though, um, they was trying to move me to linebacker. And then I tried it for a little bit, and I was like, no, nah, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't my fit. It wasn't my style. And then my junior year is actually when they was like, no, we're moving you uh, outside linebacker. So my junior year, I started at outside linebacker. Um, it wasn't so good now that I look back on the field. <laughs> I thought I was doing all right, but looking back on it and just watching old film, it wasn't too good. But I got the experience, though, and then my last year of high school, I was a middle linebacker. So you're talking about – playing at 220 as a senior in high school and then showing up to junior college at, like, 250. And then each year just kept growing until my last year at Kansas. I maxed out my college career, maybe uh, the highest weight I was at, 295. So you're talking about in the span of four years, putting on muscle and just fat or whatever it was. Yeah, anything to put the pounds on. Right. That's what they want. That's wild because when I went back and looked at your picture, I think in 2014, yeah. I, like it doesn't look like you. I didn't right. recognize you. A lot like, of that's people, not the same guy. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's amazing, man, especially from the fact that you quit a week into your football career. And, right. And then to think about the heights that you reached. Right. right. The, the places it took me, bro. It's nobody but God, bro. I can't thank nobody but God because mm. I never really, I never would have sat down and, and been like, yeah, I'm going in the middle of the country to play college football. That was never the plan. Uh, the plan was to be a bulldog or a rebel one day and play for the home state. But, you know, God had other plans. And, man, I really can't even complain about where I ended up at. Even though we didn't win as much, bro, I can't buy the experiences that I got here. So... Yeah, I feel that, man. My senior year of high school, we went 0-9. We yeah. got moved to a big conference. We didn't win, but uh, there's a lot that losing teaches you that you're not going to learn when you're winning all the time. Right. Uh, we went 1-10 my senior year of high school. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was a rough year. Uh, we had maybe – we had one winning season my whole high school career, um, and that was my sophomore year. We went 6-5. and five. But like you say, even when you take losses, bro, you learn a lot from them. So, you know what I mean? I was, it, it was good. I didn't like the fact that we was losing, but it was good to take those losses, bro, because you could transfer them to your life. Yeah. So was there anybody that you played with in high school that you wound up playing against in college? Um, no, nah, not necessarily. Um, one guy that came to Kansas with me, though, was Andrew Bowden. Um, he from Bowden, Mississippi. He ended up going to Clint, Mississippi uh, High School, and then um, we played in the same all-star game together our senior year. We was on the North Squad. We ended up beating the South that year, and then uh, we both went to Hans Junior College, played there two years together, and then we took our visit to, here to Kansas in 2012. He committed first, and then maybe two, three weeks later, I committed, and then we, uh, we just ended up at Kansas together. So like, it was like the same journey, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really nice to have somebody that we can kind of walk with in this journey to having having mm. brothers in arms. Right, especially coming from Mississippi. Um, like I said, inner city kid, bro, coming way to the Midwest, where the, especially Kansas, where the culture is totally different, bro. It was a culture shock. So even for me, like like I said, I always wanted to play Division One football, but then 
when I got here, bro, it's like I had to start over again because socially, bro, I just wasn't like mm-hmm. it just wasn't was it for me. I almost left and went back home to Mississippi. But uh-huh. I look back on that, bro. Like I'm so glad I didn't go back home to Mississippi because I mean that would have been the easiest. That would have been the most comfortable thing to do. But I look back on it, bro. No, it wasn't the right thing to do. Right on. So who was the coach at KU at the time when you were getting recruited here? So the coach here at KU at the time was Charlie Weiss. Uh, Charlie Weiss recruited me. Well, first off, DeMonte Cross uh, recruited me. Um, He was the linebackers coach here at the time. Um, And then him and Coach Weiss, they came and sat down on my couch um, back in 2012. It was like December. And, uh, yeah, bro, just kind of chopped it up with him. Um, just pretty much told me because I had already took my visit in September, but this was the time where they was talking to my mom, talking to my pops and stuff like that. And um, so that was great, bro. Just to have Charlie Weiss, somebody that um, won three Super Bowls, yeah, has a big name in the sports world. Um, just to come down and s- sit on your couch, bro, that was a pretty cool experience. Absolutely. I mean, Weiss is a legend for what he did with the Patriots and then also at Notre Dame, coming to KU and getting a fat paycheck. Right. He might still be collecting paychecks. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> right, right. Like I say, bro, I couldn't like – and then on that staff, bro, you're talking about names of Dave Campo, who used to be a head coach with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so, bro, like I've been around some great people here. Um, at Kansas, I got to interact with – a bunch of people, bro, that I never thought I'd be able to interact with. So, you know what I mean? This whole experience, bro, it's, like I said, it's a blessing from God because I, I would have never imagined this, bro. Yeah, no doubt. So what what was Charlie Weiss like? Because I know that there's this outside image that's pretty negative, I guess, from a lot of, like, the media and the way that they've portrayed him. But I've talked to some guys who played for him, and some of the guys really respected him and, and liked him. And, and granted, maybe his leadership style wasn't super positive, but I'm yeah. curious what you think about him. You know, I really don't have anything negative to say about him because, you know what I mean, he gave me an opportunity to continue my college career, especially at a big-time university playing in the Big 12. So I don't really have nothing negative to say about him. Um, I just thank him for that he gave me an opportunity to continue my college career. Absolutely, man. So once you got to Lawrence, Kansas, you talked about how it was kind of a a culture shock and there were times that you wanted to leave – um, but once you really immersed yourself and you were like all in on being here, what was your time like as a Jayhawk? Um, my time here as a Jayhawk. So, um, so my one one guy that that's my dog forever, bro. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, is Ben Goodman, bro. He um, Ben like pretty much took me under my took me under his wing, bro. Like we the same age, but like he was he was really my big brother. You know what I mean? We like. He was a sophomore at the time. I was a sophomore when I came in. Um, but he had been here at KU already two years before I came. So he been, him, him being from Beaumont, Texas, which is the South, me being from Jackson, Mississippi, which is the South, bro, like we was workout partners, bro. Like we used to we used to kill each other in the weight room, bro. Like, wow. And we just built that relationship, bro. But that's the main person. Him and Scott Hosopper, was, was, which was our strength and conditioning coach at the time, bro. Them the main two – uh, people, bro, that when everything started to get put together, bro, that's when things started to kind of take off when I got with them, those two on a more personal level. Mm, absolutely. So uh, you kind of talked about some struggles in high school in your senior year. You went one in 10. Thankfully, you got a win in, in that big uh, all-star bowl. But uh, when you came to KU, was the success kind of similar? Was, was it a lot of struggles on the field from a winning standpoint? 
Yeah, bro. Um, the one thing, bro, I, like I said, I love my KU experience, bro. But just looking back on it, bro, I don't think we really had another enough leadership, bro. I just think that a lot of times that everybody was just trying to be buddy buddy, and mm-hmm. you can still be buddy buddy, bro. It's just more of a fact like it's almost like having a little brother. Like yeah. you're not gonna sit there and let your little brother um, halfway do stuff. So at, when I look back on it, bro, I kind of think like we all had. Um, we all have leadership skills. Everybody that I play with is just more of saying just holding each other accountable for the things we was doing, bro. And I just think that that's kind of, that kind of bought, uh, bit us in the in our butt sometimes, bro, when it came to, like, winning close games. Um, just, like, the small things, you know, just having that voice on the team, bro. Everybody was just kind of pulling in too many di- different directions at times. But, like I said, it's like it's a it's a learning experience because, I mean, I'm quite sure if you talk to some of the guys now, like, all of them probably wish they can do more, which is t- normally the feeling when you uh, were a student athlete and you kind of just look back on your career and what just happened because everything happened so fast, especially when you're in it. It's so hard to see things that are going wrong, but when you step out and you kind of look and you're looking at other teams, you're like, hmm, that kind of reminds me of my team, so – yeah, definitely. It really is a blur, and yeah. it, it's hard to look at, at the big picture when you're living in the moment, whether it's for sports or just life in general. You know, you can kind of get trapped in, in the current emotion or feeling that you're experiencing. Right. Um, but it is good to be able to maintain perspective, and I totally understand that um, with with what you're talking about there. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they've never experienced being a student-athlete. They don't understand that when you're a Division One student athlete, you're basically a full-time employee. Right. Like the, the time demands. Right. But you're also expected to go to class and go to tutoring and right. do your homework. And then on top of that, some of you have relationships and you got friendships and, and, and you're trying to go to church and keep your spiritual health up right. and you got family. Like, like how, how do you balance that? And how do you, how do you sleep? How do you, your mental well-being, how do you maintain uh, that? Like you say, bro, it's definitely a job. I think, I think it's worse than a nine-to-five, bro, because you're talking about... So I worked out at 6 a.m. Um, in the morning. So you're talking about my day starting as early as 5 a.m., sometimes maybe 4.50 just to get up and try to uh, try to wake up just to get your body going. Then being at workouts at 6, doing that from 6 to 7.30. And then between 7.30 and then having an 8 o'clock class, you got to shower and get something to eat in that 30-minute span. And then going to class, like I said, and then maybe you got tutoring and then from tutoring to another class, and then from another class to the football facility, then from the football facility, bro, talking about tutoring again, maybe at night, and then back to your room, probably the latest is 10 o'clock. So, I mean, bro, the thing is, I look at it, I really don't know how we did it, bro. Sometimes, like, I just sit, I'm like, I really don't know how I did it. We just did it because we had to do it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it just goes to show you, bro, it's like when you committed to something, you can do anything. You know what I mean? You don't really look at Like, you look at what you don't have time to do and what you do have time to do. And quite frankly, bro, like, there are spaces where people, we have time. It's just like, it's just all about priorities and how you prioritize the time, bro. Whether that's in academics you want to put that time into, whether that's you working on building your brand or, like, whatever you want to do. Um, but there's time and to kind of squeeze in things, bro. But, like, like I said, when you're young, bro, like that, and you like you just in the midst of everything. Everything's just happening so fast, bro. It's hard to kind of just pinpoint. Okay, I can use this to do that because you're not really you know your mind ain't even developed yet because all you're thinking about is just football and class and just trying to have a social life. So it can get away from you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I like how you talked about time. And I hear this excuse all the time that people don't have time for this or that. And it's just not the case because we make time for things that we value in life. A hundred percent, a thousand percent agree with you, bro. Like there's no such thing as not having time. Um, it's like you said, it's just all about prioritizing that time and putting it into what you want to put it into. There's no such thing as not having time. I mean, even just to break it down a little bit more, like there's 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Three times eight is 24. So like even if you work in a eight to five or a nine to five, that's eight hours. Then if you firmly believe that you have to have uh, eight hours of sleep, that's eight hours. Okay, what you going to do with the other eight hours? So I mean, if you break it down, bro, there's time to do stuff. Yeah. It's time, like there's t- there's there's time, bro. It's just all about prioritizing your time, bro. There's no such thing as not having time. Amen. And I mean, we're also these days. I mean, estimated to live longer than ever before. Live 80, 90 years. Like right. there is so much time. Right. We're in our twenties. Whether you're in your forties, fifties, sixties, you have so much time to do what you want to right. leave a legacy and to create something that's valuable and kind of serves the world. So right. that that is one of my biggest pet peeves when somebody says they don't have time, unless they're Mark Zuckerberg right. or Elon Musk. In that case, I, I guess I would understand if they right. said they didn't have time for something. Right. But so I guess we kind of have a feeling of what it was like for you as a student athlete, um, insanely busy, Yeah, uh, you know, uh, just kind of almost like controlled chaos. Right. But exactly. That, that's a better way to put it, control chaos. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. So then how, I, I'm fascinated by the transition from when you're living that lifestyle to when it ends, to when you step off the field, your final time, and then you have all of this time to do right. whatever you want. And, you know, I think something that we need to do a better job of is set student athletes up for success after their athletic careers. Right, I agree with you. So, like, for me, I always thought in the back of my mind, bro, like, I just wasn't a football player. Like, it's still so many other things I see myself as, like, and stuff that I want to do. Um, but that transition, though, so that last game, like, it don't really – it don't hit you on the last game. It don't really hit you until maybe – I don't really think it hit you during spring ball. I probably hit you when it's time for camp, when, like, everybody across the country is getting ready for football camp. Because, you know, everybody have different times of spring football. So some people's spring football is in February, March, or April, sometimes May. But when it's football season, everybody getting ready in August, uh, at the end of July, August. So that's when everybody, I don't care, NFL to the lowest, to the lowest. So that transition, though, it's hard, bro, because it, it, sometimes it's like, like even when I was working for KU Leeds, bro, that's just, that is when I started to mentally grow as a person because it's like, dang, everything's slowed down now. Like, I'm not in this controlled chaos anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, who am I? Like, I've been a football player for so long. In other people's eyes, I've been a football player for so long. Now it's time for me to be like, okay, who am I? So I started to read more, um, started to question a lot of things that was being told to me when I was younger. Uh, that, I mean, you can make a case if it's true or not, but, you know what I mean, just to do research on your own and not just have somebody just tell you something right. just because somebody else passed it down to them and they telling you, I don't really work like that. I mean, research it for yourself and then you develop your own opinion. So during that time, I started to develop my own opinion, my own ideas, how I had, how I thought about things. So 
Um, it's a tr- it's a tricky transition sometimes because like I, like I say, bro, you try like I say, you're just trying to find what direction to go in, and I'm quite sure uh, I can speak for a lot of uh, former athletes, bro. Like you just don't know, so you just start to um, you you just start to try different things, bro. Some people like get in a space where they can't come out of. Um, which is bad, which you hate to see. But I think for others, bro, we just started to try different things. Like you see former NFL players, like they going into um, being analysts on ESPN, yeah. um, pod, people doing podcasts. Like um, It's just all about finding that same passion that you have for whether that's football, basketball, soccer, wherever it, wherever it was, and just transforming it to something else. Um, so my transition was pretty smooth. Um, I really didn't, like I said, I did have hard times, but it wasn't like I'm quite sure with most guys because in the back of my mind, I always seen myself as more. Um, and even, like, I, I I learned another lesson, like, even, like, getting ready for pro day and all that stuff, bro, like, I didn't take that serious. I get a lot of questions about, like, sometimes, like, yo, why you didn't go to the league? And I just be real with them, like, yo, if you plan on going to the NFL, bro, you need to like distractions, bro, there's no such thing as distraction. You got to be fully focused mentally, physically, bro. Like you got to put your all into it, mm-hmm. and that's just pretty much anything, bro. Like, like going back to having not having time or just taking stuff for granted. Um, I look back at it, bro. Like I kind of took my football career for for granted, and not for like, and not in terms of like I that I knew that what I. I knew that's what I was doing at the time, but in terms like I didn't know that until I was out of it. Uh, mm. I was out of it, so it's just about like when you talk about preparing for games, like studying film more or um, training, working on your body. Um, a lot of stuff. A lot of times we take that stuff for granted, bro. And we don't understand how much we have to put into it to be great. Sometimes, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that our input. It's directly correlated to the output we get Exactly, in life. and the thing is, bro, like, even, like, whether it's football or whatever you're doing, everybody always think they're doing enough, mm-hmm. bro. It's just not enough to do. I remember Coach Bourne, Clint Bourne, the defensive coordinator here at KU, still, um, my guy, that's a good guy, bro, got nothing but love and respect for him. Everybody loves him. Um, he said something in a team meeting one time when he was the interim head coach. Um, he was like uh, – he was talking about the defensive line at the time. He was like, just falling in your gap and just doing what you're supposed to do is not enough. Like, you got to whoop the man in front of you, get off the block, and then make the tackle. Like, that is, that's, that's the effort and that's the thing. That's, that's how you got to think about it. Mm-hmm. If you think of, if you thinking just doing your job so don't nobody have to say nothing to you, then you're not going to be as successful as a team, number one, um, because you're not taking that extra mile to go to extra. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Um, and yet, and, that, and that's the thing that stuck with me, bro. Like I said, you can never do enough. You can always get better, bro. Mm. Like, we here forever. Like, you were just saying, 80, 90 years, bro. Like, I don't care if you got three degrees. I don't care if you got no degrees, bro. You can always get better in something. Like, we don't know everything. So, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. There's always going to be a new skill to learn. Exactly. Uh, like for me, it's been starting this podcast in 2018, and you talked about wanting to do something similar. Right. And the world is always evolving too. Right. You know, there's new technology. There's new opportunities for side hustles. Right. Uh, I think we need to have the courage to like chase things that 
inspire us and excite us rather than staying in our comfort zone. Exactly, bro. And I think it needs to be spread more and tell people that they can do more than just um, one thing. Like, for example, like, it don't just have to be athletes, bro. If you're a school teacher, you don't just have to be a school teacher. If you want to do a podcast on the side, you can do that. If you want to be a sports agent, you can do that. Like, we need to stop, I think, as a society, bro, just telling people, well, that's what you are, that's what I see you as. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just not right. Because, I mean, God didn't tell you you only had to do one thing. Like, You know what I mean? If you follow him, you can do whatever you want to do. So don't put a limit on yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, like I say, just referring it back to athletes, bro. Sometimes we don't have that message. That's all, message always just reoccurring. Like we get so stuck in just that that's what we are. And that's when we have a hard time transitioning to what's next. That's true, man. Jesus was a carpenter. He was a preacher. He right. was a friend. Right. Lots you, of things. Right. You can, like, I mean, we do, it in, we do it in our everyday lives. So, for example, like, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm an uncle. Like, I'm carrying three different titles. Okay, why you can't carry three different titles when, you, when it pertains to your career? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we do it without even knowing it. But then when it comes to, like, a certain career or something like this, it's like, uh, this was just me. And that ain't got to be the case. That. I love that. And I think that we are kind of entering this time period where this is becoming more common. People have kind of more dynamic careers where you're a writer and a podcaster or you're a nurse and then you also drive Uber on the weekend. Right. Those kinds of things. Bro, it's good to have that flexibility, bro. Like employees want to hire well-rounded people. And the mm-hmm. more well-rounded you are, bro, the more marketable you are for people, bro. People love being around people that's doing something. Yeah, you're right. People don't like being around nobody who just closed-minded. Like that's how we grow, bro. When I can bounce out ideas off you, you can bounce ideas off me, and I can show you something. You can show me something, bro. That's how you bridge the gap. Yes, amen to that. So, I think a big thing we're talking about right now is identity mm-hmm. and how a lot of student athletes, their identity is 100 percent in their sport, and mm-hmm. how we need to help them, like find their identity outside of sports too. Right. And you talk about how even when you were a student athlete here at KU, you knew that you were bigger than just being a student athlete, that you had a brand right. and you had other talents and that's really helped you with the transition. Um, but I kind of want to explore this with you a little bit and that like, what are some ways that we can help student athletes kind of have that mindset that you had, you know, cause right now we see a lot of anxiety, depression in society. Right especially with former student-athletes or former professional athletes. Right. Um, and what, what are ways that, that we can serve them, whether it be KU leads or just athletic departments in, in the country? Uh, first, you got to meet student-athletes where they're at. Like, you know what I mean? Just because you advanced or maybe me or anybody, because I have to watch myself sometimes, like everybody not in the same mental space that I am. So you got to take a few steps back, kind of explain to them where they at and what's going to happen, like, once they get to the point that you are. Mm. So start having that conversation, like, yo, like, push the conversation more, like, get out, try other things, like, you know what I mean? If you want to be, if you want to get in film and media, start taking some acting classes. Take an acting class that's on campus, start exploring other things. So in a sense, like, I just explained to them like this, if you didn't have football, if you couldn't play football today, what would you do? And I mean, the the answer you would get is probably, I don't know, from... 90% of student athletes. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? That's a conversation that you need to start having. Like, it's like this, bro. I never put limitations on anybody, bro. I remember my head football coach in high school, Zach Grady. 
um, one time told me well he I heard him over uh, I heard him speaking he was like you shouldn't limit a child and just say where he only gonna play basketball or football like let him play whatever because I mean if you take you you limiting them so like just if you can put two eggs in this basket you can put two eggs in that basket you know what I mean it's just all about make sure you watering either one of them like one might blossom first before the other one blossom but at the same time just make sure you watering each one of them like. Even if you putting an hour into this, okay, go put twenty minutes into that. But make sure you're watering both of them. It don't matter what, like it don't matter which one blossom first. Just make sure you watering both of them. Don't don't just be hundred percent just focused on watering this football. I mean, because then if that don't work, then what else? You, you know what I mean? Yes. Be building while you're going along the, the same the, the, your your sports journey. So, you know what I mean? Start looking at other opportunities to do. Like, start building your brand. Start, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm a firm believer that youth sports specialization is not advantageous. I think getting a kind of well-rounded career in soccer, baseball, basketball, football, golf, they all build unique skill Skills. sets. That can make you that dynamic, dynamic player, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, man. And we talked about as we walked up the hill, a term that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and that's abundance. Right. So you're talking about how you you don't only have two eggs to put in a basket, we've got two dozen eggs, and we can put them in tons of different baskets. Exactly. And there's so much, um, like we we're talking about, like money to be made. Right. You know, we can we can wish success upon other people and still experience success ourselves. Right. We can send love out into the world and know that it's going to come back to us because exactly. abundance exists. Exactly, bro. Like like I say, it's enough room for, it's enough pie for everybody to eat at the table, bro. So like like I say, like I told you, I want to see everybody win, bro. I ain't no hater. Like, you know what I mean? Like if anything, like let's build together. Like Help me, show me something, you know what I mean? I can show you something, you know what I mean? Maybe you could take it into your field. Maybe I could take whatever you just showed me into my field. But at the end of the day, bro, like, the day you stop learning, bro, the day you feel like you know everything, bro, you literally die a slow death mm. because you feel like that you know it all. And, bro, like, this the thing I look at in terms of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Your body might get old, but your mind is getting younger because you always, every time, like, so it's like this. If you're 20 years old, that's new. If you, if you just turn 20, that's new to you. When you turn 30, that's new to you. When you turn 40, that's new to you. So what I'm getting at is that, bro, your mindset is always changing. It's getting younger with new information that you're applying to your life. So, yeah, your body might be physically getting old, but your mind is getting younger yeah. in a sense that it's learning new information. Anytime, anytime something is new, bro, I think it's just younger. It's new. Like, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I like that, man. It's novelty is a word for that. It's having new experiences, learning new information. And I think that's why science is such a beautiful thing because right. scientists are always learning uh, new information and discovering new species and ways to enhance the human experience. Right. So I think those go hand in hand. Um, so I, I want to learn a little bit about what you have done since your career came to an end in 2014. Right. Yeah. So well, what have you been up to? So since my last game in 2014, I graduated in the spring of 2015. So like, like I did the internship at KU Leeds for a year. Yep. And then I used to work out on my lunch break um, every, day, every day. Well, not every day. So but good. A majority so nice. of the time. But so I didn't know what's next. And I was like, I ain't going back home. Um I've been out here this long on my own, you know what I mean? Might, might as well continue the journey. Um, so 
Kara Haley uh, was like, T, you need to go try out for like the NASCAR to be in a pit crew. And, and at the time, like, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't even know what that is. I'm not really interested in the cars. I really wouldn't know the first thing to start working on a car under a hood. I, I couldn't tell you that. You know what I mean? No more than how to check the oil, change a battery. But when it get too detailed, I don't know nothing about that. So we went down there. Um, a guy by the name of Phil Horton um, came in. He was the he was the recruiter. So it's called Drive for Diversity, diversity program um, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. He goes around the country looking for former athletes who maybe didn't go to the NFL, the NBA, or baseball, whatever it may be. Um, so we go down there, do the little workout. I'm talking about it's like a crazy workout too. You have to complete it in under five minutes. So Dang. it's like you got the ladder drill, you got a, a foot drill, you got push ups, sit ups. Like it's intense. Like like the the workout, the the station seems so simple, but try to do it in five minutes, bro. It'll get the best of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did that, and then so that was like in at the end of January. Then. Maybe two or three months later, get a call back saying you got invited to the National Combine, which was 20 of us total. Uh, so we go to the National Combine, do the same thing, like learning wow. actually how to work on a car in the position you'll be doing. And then um, um, the, another Combine workout, then you do that. Then so maybe about a month later, he called me back and was like, um, you made the cut. And then so they brought from that 20, they brought 10 of us out there to Charlotte, North Carolina, where they put us up in a nice little place to stay. Uh, we trained for six months. Um, and uh, so, and I did my first race in February of 2017. Um, the most notable thing out of, the, out of my NASCAR career, though, was uh, I won a truck race in Michigan at the Michigan International Speedway uh, with um, Bubba Wallace. Yes. So the uh, he just drove for the forty three uh, Richard Petty. Yes. Uh, sports. So yeah, that was the most notable uh, thing in my career. That's amazing. As far as the NASCAR, I mean, like it was different. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I feel you there. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. Yeah. Uh, not not really into those kinds of things. But there's a guy from about ten minutes from where I grew up named Matt Kenseth, and he's right. a big time driver on NASCAR. So I always like to support him a little bit. Um, but so so when you guys won that race, is there anything that they did for the pit crew? Do you guys get like a thousand dollars or some gift cards or B dubs? No, see, so I was an independent contractor, so it's like uh, they just put different like you just put different people, so you're not actually a team like oh, under like wow. wonder like un, under somebody like uh, Roush Fenway or Hendrick Motorsports. Um, we was independent contractors, but we were just all ended up working on that particular truck that day, and he was the, the one driving it. But no, nah, we didn't get nothing special, bro. I wish, but no. Nah. Okay, so you could be potentially working for a different driver, driver each time, right? Right. Interesting. Right. Wow, what an experience! So, how many years did you do that for? I did that for two years. Two years, yeah. and and then after that, is that when you came back to get yep, you? So yeah, I just got tired of the. Um, Traveling every weekend, bro. Mm. Traveling is different when you uh doing it for work versus when you're doing it with your homeboys or no doubt. your lady or some or your family. So yeah, is uh it, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I can definitely feel that. So, so what is it that brought you back to KU? Because I know you have a pretty cool position right now. Uh yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, honestly, bro, I just needed. I really want to start to rebuild myself again. Mm. Like, so in terms of like getting away from all that, that got anything to do with athletics. 
Um, so, you know, I just want to rebuild myself again, start over again fresh. Um, like I say, bro, like I got aspirations to do a million things, yes. especially as being a podcaster. Yeah. Um, that's something I'm really passionate about, uh, public speaking. Um, bro, I'm all about just pushing for the youth, or not just the youth, bro, anybody, bro. Um, I'm all about helping just people in general. Mm -hmm. So however I can get my message out and develop my content, I'm all trying to get it directed towards if you 15 years old, 25, or you can be 45, 95, it don't even matter. Because at the end of the day, bro, you can learn something from anybody. I don't care how long you've been here on this earth, like you can learn something from anybody at any given moment. Um, because the thing is, my life experiences is not your life experience. Um, so, like I said, you can always learn. Yeah, I think that's a really important mindset to have. And I remember when my paradigm kind of shifted towards that and realizing that every single person can teach you something, whether it's a second grader and just about being silly and having fun. Exactly, bro. A homeless person down on Mass Street about exactly. um, gratitude. So, right. I just think, I just think, bro, it, like, like they say it's a time and a place for everything, but I just think, like, sometimes... People get so ahead of themselves, like they just got it all figured out, bro. I hate that notion that I hate the notion that you have, like, just because you make a lot of money that you got it all figured out, bro. That is not the case, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just means you know how to hustle. You're a great hustler, you know what I mean? Which is like, I salute all the hustlers or anybody who do anything, like, getting their grind on. But at, at the same time, though, bro, like, we all human at the end of the day. So nobody has it all figured out, bro. Nobody, not a single person. Nobody, bro. Like, I don't care how many degrees. Like, you can't buy this. Like, you can't, you can't buy life experiences. A degree can't help you through that life experience, bro. I don't care. So the thing is, bro, like, it's just continuously growing, bro, till you six feet under. Mm, absolutely. And building the life resume. Exactly, bro. Like life experiences like you Like, life said. is supposed to be a journey, bro. It's not a sprint. Mm. And too many people trying to sprint to the finish line. The thing is, bro, we, we like, Everybody always have this notion, like, I have to have it figured out. You know, God didn't ask you to have it all figured out. He just said, have a plan, take your two steps, and watch what I do. Mm. So that's the way I look at life, bro. Like, I take it serious, but not too serious where I'm all wigged out and stressed out about it. Because in the day, bro, he got the last say. So all you got to do is just talk to him, and he going to show you the way. He going to show you where you need to go. And that's just the way I take I take I just think so when people get these titles and these all bro, just it's all it's 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 almost a front sometimes. Mm. You want people to think that you got it all figured out, but those be the worst ones. Yeah. And like like the thing is it's okay to be like, I don't know. It's okay not to have it figured out. It's okay to go through stuff, bro. People don't understand that. Uh, they just put up this big wall, like they just got it all figured out, and that ain't the case, bro. So what, what I like to do is I just try to make everybody comfortable, the situation comfortable, because the thing is, I w we've all been nervous before. At some point, we've all been broke before. Mm. Like you know what I mean? I just try to make it comfortable. I ain't like I don't care. I can go get two or three more degrees after this, but. That don't define who I am as a person. At the end of the day, yo, I'm trying to help people just be people. You know what I mean? And it sounds so simple, but people don't know how to be people, though. Mm. Um, they just, I don't know, it's, it's weird, bro. It's weird. Yeah, I think technology plays a big role in that, too. Right. In the way that that's kind of infiltrated society, and we don't have a lot of, like, authentic 
relationships and right. interactions, like just like sitting down and having this conversation. So, right. you know, people need to have experiences like this, whether they're recording it or they're just doing it over right. a cup of coffee at a shop. Exactly, bro. Like that's what it's all about. Like I said, then it's all about learning. What can I learn from you? Mm. How can you help me? And the thing is, if and it ain't it ain't no, it ain't no, it ain't a sense more of saying like, how can I use you, bro? There's multitude of information, bro, that we all can use. Like I say, so it's just all about spreading that information, positive vibes, positive energy, bro. Yes. Just to you know, what I mean, just to help people, bro. That's what it's all about, bro. Once I get on, it's about helping him up or showing him the ropes, and not even no, not so when I get on, like just help everybody through their struggle, whatever, because we all struggle, bro. Um, so it's, the thing is, at the end of the day, for me, it's all about helping. It's all about helping. How can I help you? You know what I mean? You know, um, I follow this guy on Instagram named Wallow267. He was talking about, you know, when you go in for a doctor's appointment, they be they ask you, the doctor asks you, how can I help you? Um, I think that need to be more in, like just in general society. Like, how can I help you today? Whether can I pray for you? Um, you know what I mean? Can I point you in a direction to get the help that you need? You know what I mean? If I got it, everything ain't got to be about money, but if I got it, like you need $20 to put in your car, like, you know what I mean? How can I help you? Tell me how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And if I can't help you, I can point you in the right direction so somebody can help you. You know what I mean? So that, at the end of that, that's what it's all about, bro. And spreading positive, positive energy, bro, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Because I'm 100% believer in what you put out, bro, you're going to get that back 10 times. So if you put out negative energy, don't be surprised if you get negative energy back, bro. If mm-hmm. you put out positive energy, and not saying that every time you put out positive energy that everybody's going to give you positive things. That ain't how it works. Right. You know what I mean? But you just stay firm to who you is. You never fold. You know what I mean? You just stay firm to who you is. And at the end of the day, God going to deal with them. Mm. So, Amen, man. I can't even follow that up. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate man. it, bro. It was a great conversation, and we'll definitely have to do it again. For sure, brother. Um, so online, you're on Instagram. I don't know if you're on Twitter, but you should shout out your... Um, your so um, so on Instagram, bro, it is grind for it. So underscore G-R-I-N-D, grind with the number four, it, I-T underscore. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Follow our boy Tadarian on Insta, and you can find us on Twitter, the Get Stark Pod. Appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen to this. I think this was a great talk and a lot of inspiration and good words from our guy here. So until next time, I hope you all are doing well, spreading positive vibes, and enjoying life. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.